Well, this evening, it's weird not to say, you get so used to always going to church in the morning, like, like when people are walking in the door, I was like, good evening, I just wanted to say good morning, you just get so used to always doing that, like even Pastor Rob, and he texted me this morning, he's like, it just doesn't feel right, I'm like, I'm so used to always being busy on Sunday morning, it feels like I should be in church, and for me, I said, I'm like, at this point, I don't even know what day of the week it is, so... You can have those feelings. We'll go to church tonight. <laughs> well, this evening we got all the way from Avenal, well, really, Lemore, Lemore, California. We got Pastor Shauna Jacobs with us this evening. Now, I have to go ahead and tell off. We usually, when they visit, I always ask Luke, who Pastor Robin calls Brother Love. He, I always ask him to, and so she called me like two and a half months ago for coming for Christmas, and I just want you to know right now, I'm preaching and not Luke. Like, well, thanks for giving me the option there. But we're so great to have you guys with us. And come and have your liberty and bring the word this evening. All right. Thank you, thank you. Am I on? Can you hear me? No? Yes? Yes and no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I did. You know, I told him it's been way too long. You know, I can't even remember... Hello, hello. <laughs> it's on. It's clicking. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, no, I can't even remember when I spoke to you guys last. I know it was definitely not in this building. So I am just really honored um, to to be here tonight, and I'm excited. You know, I'm expecting for you guys. Um, you know, as we were just worshiping and I was praying in the spirit a little bit, I just um, was speaking out a visitation, a visitation for you guys tonight. You know, we know that God never leaves. The Holy Spirit is always with us, always in us. But there's those moments, right, those moments in life um, where, where God just makes himself so real to you and just speaks into your life exactly what you need, the direction that you need, you know, the clarity that you need. And so that's what I'm believing for you tonight. Are you with me? Yes. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Um, and so, you know, I really believe that God is doing some exciting things in this church body. Um, you know, I even come to prayer with Pastor Jordan and some of the others um, earlier this week. And, you know, I just had this burden as soon as we started praying to pray for you guys. And, you know, sometimes we, we, we get, uh, I don't know, a little selfish in prayer and we pray for our own lives and our own families first and all of that. But I just had this burden to pray for you guys. And I found myself speaking out, spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. You know, in um, John 7, 37, um, Jesus said, it said, on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood up and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Flowing out of you, rivers of living water. And so this is as we were praying, I was saying, spring up a well. And I started to picture little geysers popping up. You know what a geyser is? You know, like anyone seen Old Faithful before? Yeah, we went to Yellowstone several years ago, and you wait, and you wait, and all of a sudden this builds up, and the water just goes whoosh. 
right? The geyser shoots up. And I was just picturing geysers all over the place here. That as the Spirit of God, yeah, just wells up and rushes out of you, rushes out to those around you. That's what I believe that God is calling you guys to in this time. Amen? In this time. And so I was so excited that Pastor Jordan has been preaching on the Holy Spirit for like six months, right? A long time. And so that's exciting. It's exciting. And I was like, oh, I I'm definitely want to jump in on that because, you know, what it's going to take, the, it's not like this great work and effort that you have to do to allow the Spirit of God to just, you know, come out of you like I was seeing, like a geyser. No, it just simply takes you looking to him, right? Just spending time with the Holy Spirit, developing that relationship, right? Because he's going to give you the advice of what you need to do in your job, what you need to do in your family. And as we draw near to him, then that's when we get stirred up in, in the things of God, the things that really matter, right? Yes. Amen. Amen. So, you know, I've got a few things on my heart today, and I know the Holy Spirit will help it all come out right, but, um, but you know, I was thinking about the Holy Spirit and kind of my, my journey. You know, I want to share some, some testimonies and some stories with you guys tonight. Do you like stories? Yes. Yeah, you know, sometimes I listen to a lot of messages, and what sticks with me is the stories, right? Like, I remember um, just a couple of months ago, I was listening to... Reverend uh, Jen Tringle, and she was giving this testimony of how the Spirit of God led her to a particular nail salon, and, uh, and she was just driving down the highway and, you know, ready to get off on this certain ramp to go to her nail salon, and the Holy Spirit just told her, don't get off now, keep going. She thought, okay, so she just kept driving. Oh, no, don't get off now, keep going, keep going. And God led her to take a certain ramp, and there was a nail salon, and went in, and what do you know? There was a woman there that needed a touch from God, that just needed to be blessed. And that was an open door simply because she was willing to listen. And so that's a story that stuck with me, right? It stuck with me because um, I was like, you know what, God can speak to her like that. He can speak to me like that, right? And it made me more hungry to just experience the Holy Spirit in my everyday life, right? Just be sensitive to the things of God. You know, um, in uh, Revelation, I'm kind of jumping to it, and I'm sorry, but I'm going to kind of go out of order. But Revelations 19.10b, I heard Reverend Bill Johnson um, kind of explain his revelation on the end verse. It says, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus, testifying about what Jesus has done for you, is the spirit of prophecy. Meaning when you share what Jesus has done for you, it's like you're prophesying what he's going to do for others as well. And they can grab a hold of that and say, well, yeah, if God did that for them, he can do that for me too. And so that's what I want to do tonight. Is that all right? Yes. Just a little bit of testimony here, testifying of what God has shown me and what he's spoken to me. So you can go ahead and kind of piggyback on that, yes. right? Yes. Piggyback and say, yeah, me too, me too. All right. And so I'm going to start with, um, you know, I, I don't know, you know, thinking about what to share tonight and if I only get one shot in 10 years, you know, like what should I tell you? 
<laughs> right? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but no, you know, God has been so good to me, and I am so thankful for really the opportunities and the revelation that he has just given me throughout my life. You know, I grew up in this wonderful family, right? They're such a blessing. Um, and dad always told me, you can do whatever God wants you to do. You can do whatever God wants you to do. And it really fostered in me this confidence, right? So kind of like a, a, a no limits, you know, mindset. So, okay, if God wants me to do it, I can do it. I'm going to do it. I want to do it, right? And so I grew up knowing that if I could just find the will of God for my life and follow it, it was going to be pretty amazing, right? Where my hang-up was, growing up in some religious tradition, and that where my hang-up was is I thought that was hard. I didn't understand really how easy and how natural it was to hear from the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, I remember first uh, going to Rama. went to Rama Bible Training Center in Oklahoma, 17 years old, and just kind of, you know, testing some things out. And, and uh, you know, Dad sent Mom and I down there on the, the Get Acquainted April weekend. And, you know, I don't know, maybe he even heard from God before me about it. You know, sometimes parents know some things about their children, right? Yeah. But anyway, he sent us down, and I remember... Uh, <laughs> Just, um, you know, the service down there and asking God, well, God, do you want me to go here, you know? And I didn't, I didn't get like a big, you know, flashing sign, go to Rama or anything like that. I just felt like, okay, okay, all right, we're doing it, you know? And so moved down there, and I remember being a little freaked out when I moved in with uh, one roommate and another roommate, she decided not to come at the last minute. We had an open house for a roommate. And, you know, to save costs, we needed another roommate. And so we had this other girl who wanted to come and live with us. And I remember that my current roommate, you know, talking about the potential roommate, said, well, Shauna, she's going to share a room with you. So why don't you pray and you hear from God and you tell her, you know, yes or no. And I was like, okay. So I have to pray, I have to hear from God, and then I have to say, this is what God said. And I was a little, like, you know, nervous about that. I was like, I don't know, right? What if I'm wrong? What if I, you know, say, yes, this was God's will, and then she's a little crazy, you know? <laughs> Who knows, right? And so that was, uh, you know, just really challenged me to dig into this a little bit more, right? And so, you know, I prayed, and I, I didn't, you know, get anything particular. And so I said, okay, you know, you can live with us. And it turned out being a really, really good thing, the mercy of God, right? Um, and actually, she, we kept keep in touch for a long time. She's now a missionary in Morocco. And so, yeah, really, she's like a big sister to me, really. And so it was a God connection for sure. But that just kind of shows you how I was a little unclear about how to understand the will of God, how the voice of the Holy Spirit. I wanted to. I knew it was important. I wasn't so sure how to go about it, right? And so then I started going to prayer and healing school at Raymond. It was like an optional thing that they had after Bible school in the morning. You could go at 1 o'clock to prayer school. And then I was able to sit under Reverend Jim Hockaday. Some of you are familiar with him. And uh, Miss Leanne Sosby, 
And they were just such a blessing to both Pastor Luke and I, you know, just pouring in the word and demonstrating, you know, the spirit and how to like work with the things of God. And so it's there that I really got a revelation of that I know the voice of God. And so we're some verses right here because I want you to see this too today. John 10, 3 is where we're going to go right next. John 10, 3. Now this is Jesus speaking. If you're looking in a, you know, paper Bible, it would be in red letters. It says, To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but they'll flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Now I'm going to skip down to verse 27, same chapter, John 10, 27. Jesus again says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Now this is a, a great example, right? that Jesus was using to show them, hey, it's not difficult. Right. You know, because I'm your shepherd, you know my voice. You follow me. And if there's another voice speaking, if there's a stranger, you know that that's a stranger. You don't follow them, mm -hmm. right? And so when I started to see this, I was like, you know what? That doesn't sound so hard, yeah. right? It's not as hard as I made it out to be like, yeah. What if it's me? What if it's the devil speaking to me? How do I know, right? Now, Jesus made it really, really sad. My sheep know my voice. Amen. Amen. I know, he knows, we know his voice. Now, if we back up to John 8, 55, I like to follow up with this because Jesus was very, very bold about his connection with the Father, right? If we see here, he said, talking to the Pharisees, and he says, Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I say I do not know him, I shall be a liar. But I do know him and keep his word. Jesus was a little blunt. Yeah. And so he's basically saying, Hey, if I say I don't know the voice of my father, I'm lying. Hmm. How many of us have kind of lied to ourselves about this, right? Ooh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know. Was that God or not? I'm so confused. And we lie to ourselves, right? But are you a child of God? How many people have accepted Jesus as their Savior in this place? Yes, right? And so you know his voice. Jesus is your shepherd, and when he speaks, you know it, you hear it, and you follow him. Amen? Amen. And so, you know, this just revolutionized my whole Christian walk. If any other revelation, you know, and I, again, I was really spoiled growing up in a Christian home and Christian school and going to church all the time. Like, I'm sure there were lots of, you know, great revelations I got throughout, through the, you know, over the course of those years. But this one just made me go, ah, that's so easy. Right? And the bolder I was about this, like Jesus was, yet yeah, no, if I say I don't know, I'm lying. I know the voice of the Holy Spirit. I know the voice of God. The bolder I was about that, the more clear his instructions became. Isn't that good? 
And so I went to some of the testimonies, right? Because again, I want to um, tell you some stories that'll hopefully stick with you and then you can grab a hold and say, me too, that's for me too, right? And so I wanna start, you can go to Matthew 2.13 next. Matthew 2.13, you know, we were birthed from heaven, born of God, John says. We were born of God. So our very essence knows him. It came from him. We came from him. Right? So how natural is it for us to hear the voice of God? So, so natural, right? And so um, let's read Matthew 2, 13. Now, this is, um, you know, Jesus was a young child at this point, and, uh, of course, Joseph and Mary were his guardians watching over him. And God had supernaturally spoken to Joseph several times, right? You guys remember that Joseph was initially a little not so sure about marrying Mary, right, because she ended up pregnant and it wasn't him, right? And so he's like, oh. But God supernaturally spoke to Joseph, and he was obedient, married Mary, and then they had Jesus. So this is a little bit after that. It says, Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Now, in this scenario, we see the Spirit of God speaking to someone about being in a particular location, right? And in this case, it was for their protection. Do you think nowadays it's important for us to be in the right place at the right time? Yes. Not the wrong place at the wrong time, right? And so God is in, um, you know, the business of keeping us in the right place. Yeah. And so we see this, right, in his life. And thank God he was obedient, right? Can you imagine if he was just like, nah, we're good. We're good here, you know. No thanks, angel. No, that would have been all bad, right? Um, but he was obedient to what the Spirit of God told him. And so, you know, I already gave you an example of going to Ramah, right? That was kind of a big step. When I think about it, but again, you know, I was raised in this kind of limitless mindset. So I was like, sure, I'm going to move to another country at 17. Why not, right? You know, and so God moved me down there. And of course, that was just, you know, amazing God connection. And then I came back for a little bit and uh, Pastor Luke and I were kind of corresponding. I remember dad asking me when we got home, he's like, well, is there any, any guys I need to know about Shauna? And actually, I don't know if you remember this. I said, well, if Luke liked me, yes, but, you know, I don't know if he likes me, so we'll see. Um, but, uh, but we kind of kept in touch and, uh, you know, started kind of a long-distance relationship. You know, it's difficult when you're, like, thousands of miles apart, right? Um, but eventually, you know, we got married and we were living in California um, initially, but we just both knew that we were here at some point, right? And it wasn't even something we prayed about in particular, right? It was just kind of like obvious to our spirit, like, yeah, you know, we're, of course, we're going to Canada, right? And so, you know, God led us here, and we were here for two years as associate pastors, and so that was a wonderful time. Isaac was born here, right, in the little Smith Falls Hospital, and, you know, a snowy night. Um, 
And so it was really nice. We bought the house next to my parents, and so it was a really great season, right? Um, but then God spoke to us to leave. And I'm like, again? You know? But it was kind of interesting, and I'll tell you the story. Again, you guys like stories? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll tell you the story. So we were in the old building, and I was on the keyboard, and um, it was a Wednesday night service, I think. Um, Mom was up prophesying. And, uh, and I was just praying, you know, playing the keyboard, and, and uh, the Spirit of God spoke to me. And sometimes, you know, when God speaks, it's just kind of like red light, green light, right? You're like, hmm, yeah, I think I should do that. That seems good. Or, ooh, don't do that, right? Nah, that's not the right thing. But this was actually like instructions. And it's, he said, go start a church in Avenel. That's your church. I was like, hmm, Avenel? Okay. We didn't even live in Avenel. Luke's family is not from Avenel. They were living in Lemoore, <coughs> which is about 30 minutes away from Avenel, where we currently have the church. So the Spirit of God said, go start a church in Avenel. That's your church. And I was like, whew, okay. And then, like, different details started coming. So as soon as I got off the keyboard, wrote it down, kind of tucked it away. Um, Luke was actually in California at the time. He had driven his, his truck back to his dad. Um, because we weren't able to get it insured here. Long story, anyways. He took his truck to his dad, and so I called him up and I said, hey, God said to start an Avenel. And he said, no. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Not gonna happen. I don't think, you know. No, he didn't say I didn't think that's God, but he was just like, no, no, no. Um, and so I was like, okay, that's fine. I don't mind staying here. That's fine with me, you know. Um, and so that was during the summer. <clears throat> he came back home, and it was, you know, a few weeks later. Um, he brought it up to me, and he said, well, have you thought of prayed any more about, you know, going to Avenel, going back to California, starting a church? And I said, no, I don't really want to, you know. And at that point, you know, the emotions had kind of gotten wrapped up and things. I was like, nah. And he's like, well, you know, I think we should, I think we should pray about this. Now, I had just gotten home from work. I was working at Bell World at the time, selling cell phones and all that. Came home and, uh, and made supper and all that stuff. And he's like, uh, you know, no, we need to pray. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go to bed. I'm tired. You know, I don't want to pray. I wasn't being very spiritual, right? I was like, no, I don't want to pray. <laughs> like, no, no, we should pray. We should pray. And uh, so we kind of went back and forth about it. And then he said, I guarantee you, God is going to speak to you. And I was like, we'll pray, you know. So we're just laying in bed and uh, started praying in the spirit. And we prayed for, I don't know, five, ten minutes or so, right? And, and so I didn't do anything. I was just praying in the spirit the whole time, right? And then we stopped praying. And he was like a little frustrated with me, right? Because I didn't interpret anything. He's like, did you get anything? And I was like, well, yeah. Now, before I tell you what I got, I need to back up. Because earlier in the day, he was praying, right? And Isaac was a baby at the time. He was fussing, and, you know, he was praying. and had instructions about Isaac, what to do. And then God told him, go July 16th is the day to leave. He wrote it down in his little black book that he kept his notes in. It was downstairs. July 16th, we were supposed to leave to go to Avenel. So... So then after we pray, start praying, he says to me, did you get anything? And I said, well, does July 16th mean anything to you? He jumps out of bed, 
you read my black book. <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> I didn't read your book, yeah. And so, um, so he read the book and he showed me, you know, what God had spoke to him in prayer earlier that day that I had not read. But I tell you guys what, as soon as we started praying in the spirit, I heard go July 16th. And so, you know, it was really like supernatural confirmation for us, right? Now, I heard Brother Hagen, who was the founder of our Bible school, say once before, if God speaks to you in a spectacular way, it's probably because there's rough sailing ahead and you're gonna need to hold on to that. <laughs> and so I can tell you that was definitely the case, right? We're like, you know, later on, I really need it. And we've told this story so many times because, you know, it, it kind of, you know, reassures our faith too and our calling to that location because we would not have chosen Avenel, California. Now, let me tell you about Avenel. So it's a small um, migrant community in the Central Valley of California. The population is 5,000, including the prison that's there. They include the prison. <laughs> so, yeah. I think mailing one time, there were 1,800, like, addresses to mail to in Avenel. And so it's a small town. And, uh, and it's really like um, a lot of Spanish-speaking people in that population. Neither of us really speak good Spanish. Um, but thank God, God's called some people along to... You want to demonstrate for us right now? <laughs> so, okay, little side story. We're in the Fresno airport, ready to fly here. And a Hispanic woman comes up to Isaac in, and says in Spanish, you know, do you speak Spanish? Can I help you? Can you help me? And he's like, in Spanish, you know, no, I don't, but my dad does, right? And so as she comes up to Luke to kind of, you know, ask some questions, Isaac's thinking, man, she's going to think I lied to her. Because <laughs> he does not. <laughs> no, but anyway. So that's Avenel. It's a really small migrant town. A lot of Spanish-speaking people there and we would not have picked that. But I really believe that someone prayed us into that area. You know, we've actually had a few people since then tell us, you know, we were praying for a church like this. And there have been many, many people who's just really been touched and changed, you know, since we've been there. It's been 16 years now, almost 16 years. And so, you know, God's just so good, right? He's so good. And so, you know, getting you to the right place at the right time, right? God is able to show you. Whether it's just a little impression like, hmm, I feel like I need to go to this grocery store today instead of that one. Or, you know, you're planning a trip. I've done this. Planning a trip and you just kind of, you don't have a great feeling about it, but you just really want to go. And so you plan it anyways and everything goes wrong and you're like, Ah, that was God trying to tell me not to go on this trip, right? Done that. Been there, done that. Had to cancel a cruise twice. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, and I knew when I was booking it, too. It wasn't good, but anyway. But being in the right place at the right time, you know, we even, um, January of 2020, we were able to take the kids to Italy, and it was their first time going to Europe. But that, and it was a great trip. But I wanted to do that trip like five years earlier. <laughs> and so, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to, and I was getting impatient. No, we're going to go to Europe. And Luke and I would argue about it, and he was right. You were right, honey. You were right. <laughs> um, he was like, we need to wait, we need to wait, you know. 
And we did, and when I asked about the trip, we booked it, and it was wonderful, right? And then everything closed down two months later, so, you know, it was really perfect. Um, and so God knows, right? God knows. So being in the right place at the right time. Let's go to Luke 5, 4 now. Luke 5, 4. Now, this is when um, Jesus had been preaching, and he used Peter's boat to preach, you know, to get uh, his voice to carry over to the crowds that were listening. And then after that, it says, when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Simon Peter, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. Now here we see supernatural guidance for an abundant supply. Right? This was Simon Peter's job. Do you think he knew the job pretty well? You know, he'd been doing this, he had a, his own business, right? A family business and fishing and everything. And one command, one word from Jesus, when it was very simply obeyed, brought an abundance, right? The nets were breaking, there was an abundance. And so do you think that God can lead you to the right job at the right time? Right? The right job at the right time where there's going to be a supply there. That supply that you need to accomplish what he wants you to do. And so this is where we see supernatural, you know, words from heaven, direction to help someone at their job. So let's go with some more stories here. Um, We moved back to California in 2005, and it was July 16th, 2005. Um, We actually, actually, in case you're curious, that day, nothing extraordinary happened. Everything went smoothly. They crossed the border, we flew back, and he drove with his dad, and everything went good. So, I don't know. God had a plan. It went smooth. That's all, you know, that's all I know. And um, so we moved back in 2005. He had been applying for jobs. We started the church in September 2005. October, still putting feelers out there, you know, applying, applying, getting, putting the resumes out there. Um, and then in one day, I was offered three jobs in one day, all of a sudden, right? And so there was um, a part-time position at a school district doing accounts payable, paying the bills. There was a full-time position um, at a doctor's office, a little bit like 15 minutes away, full-time position doing accounts payable receptionist type work. And then there was um, a part-time position at a bank, like doing teller work and stuff like that. So I get all these um, offers and I'm like, okay, God, which one should I take? Naturally, you'd think the full-time one, right? Like that's the hours I wanted, it was more money and all of that, take the full-time job. But I didn't feel peace about it. I felt like, okay, I needed to take this part-time position at the school district. Again, you know, the Holy Spirit trying to guide me, right? Trying to show me what I needed to do for my job. And so, took the part-time position, within eight months was promoted to a full-time position that paid more than the other full-time position I had been looking at. Isn't that God? Right? It was so, so good. And actually, I worked in that school district for 15 years. 
15 years in that school district. I did accounts payable, I did payroll, I went into teaching, I moved to another site doing teaching, was there for a very long time. And of course, it was a big blessing to my family. Well, even recently, um, this past year, I had uh, just finished my counseling credential about a year and a half ago, and so I had been applying for different counseling positions and didn't get this one and didn't get that one. I was a little angry at one point. I'm like, God, why didn't I get this job, you know? And he was so protective of me, you know? He was so protective. You know, I think back and, you know, what I thought I had wanted would not have been a good fit for me. And so, you know, just being patient and waiting for God to lead you to the right position, right, definitely pays off, right? Just wait for his leading, wait for his leading. And so, you know, this past, it was in May, I applied for a job. I actually didn't really know what it was. They had um, flown it as an ELD teaching position. So that's like working with English language learners, which I have an English credential, credential. So I was like, well, not exactly done that, but I'm qualified. So, you know, I'll apply. Um, went for the interview and, uh, you know, did great interview. Still didn't know exactly what I was going to be doing on a day-to-day basis. Some kind of teaching. Okay. Um, but it was an online school. So I'm like, well, how is this going to work? right? Do I have students in front of me? Do I not? How's it going to work? Um, but, you know, they called and offered me the job, and I just felt like an excitement in my spirit, you know, just like, yeah, you know? And again, keep in mind, I was leaving a school district that I had been at for 15 years, right? So this was kind of a big leap, a big transition for me, um, but I felt this excitement in my spirit. So I'm like, the, the principal called me, and I'm like, yeah. He's like, yes for real i'm like yeah (laughs) so he's like okay um and so i went and i actually like throughout the summer i had signed ground and everything and people would ask me so what are you doing i'm like i don't know exactly but you know i i feel like it's gonna be good so i showed up and uh, actually what it turned out to be it is online high school so the kids do all of their curriculum online and then i meet with 27 of the kids my caseload's 27 I went from 170 kids a semester to 26 people. Um, and so I tracked their progress, and it really is the perfect blend of teaching and counseling. Like, I could not ask for a better position for me. And so God, he just loved me so much, <laughs> you know? And it just, it spoke to me so, so much that he would do this for me, you know? Because I think sometimes... We, we get into, like, what we can do for God, right? Like, I'm going to do great things for God. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. And he just, he wants to take care of you, right? He wants what's best for you. And so if we just follow him, follow his leading, follow his voice, he just wants to love you. He just wants to provide for you in the best way possible, right? So, so good. Okay. Let's go to Acts 13. 35 minutes, okay. <laughs> Acts 13, 47. Um, and so this is the Apostle Paul. And let me scan it and remember the context here. And so we're starting in verse 47. It says, For so the Lord has commanded us, and this is the Apostle Paul, I have set you as a light to the Gentiles, that you should be for salvation to the ends of the earth. 
Now when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord, and as many as been, who had been appointed to eternal life believed. And so this was the Holy Spirit revealing to Paul where his ministry was to be, right? The Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, you're going to be a light to the Gentiles. This whole people group, that's going to be your focus. Now, I want to make it really clear, guys, that ministry is not just for me and Pastor Luke and Pastor Wendy, Pastor Jordan. You know, it's not just for us, but God has called each of us to a ministry. There's something that he wants you to do. There's a purpose that you're here, right? There's people that he has for you to touch. And so, you know, if you're sensitive again, just let him speak to you. He will show you what direction to go. Because there are places to plug in, you know, even in the church body, right? We need people greeting. We need people helping with the kids. We need people in the back, right? You don't have to be intimidated like, oh, I'm not, you know, do I have to go on stage? I don't want to go on stage. God may not be calling you to go on stage, but there's something he's calling you to, right? There's something that for you to do. And so, and the Holy Spirit was showing Paul, you're sent to the Gentiles. And so I found the same kind of thing, talking about words from heaven. Are we remembering what we're talking about? God speaking to us and how easy it is to hear his voice, right? And so in uh, February of 2018, I was actually looking back at some of my notes just a few weeks ago, and I had made um, kind of like an online vision board. You know, some of my family, they're real big into vision boards, and I never actually took the step to like, you know, do pictures and a poster or anything like that. But I made myself a little list in my notes on my phone. And I had an online vision board that I put out February, February 24th, 2018. Part of it was that I would be preaching online. Now, I have to tell you that this did not come to pass until 2020. And I didn't really think about it, you know, in between, right? I had written it down February 2018. I see myself preaching online, right? Wrote it down, that's about it. But in January of 2020, we were praying about the direction for the church as we kind of do around the new year. Anything new we need to do, Lord? You know, direction you have us to go. And uh, I really felt in my spirit that we needed to increase our online presence. That's the phrase I got from God. Increase your online presence. And so we had been talking about, you know, setting up online giving, but had just kind of been putting it off. And I'm like, okay, nope, we're going to do it. So we set up online giving. Um, I started putting into place online Bible studies that we do on Thursday nights from 7 to 7.30. And so we started off live, and now we do some recording, and we post it once a week for people to follow along and do a Bible study with me and sometimes Pastor Luke. So we started this the 1st of March, 2020. Anyone know what happened the third week of March 2020? (laughs) Everything shut down. Now, isn't that amazing that God knows, right, exactly what we needed to be ready for? Increase your online presence. Okay. And then everything shuts down and all you have is online, right? God was so smart. And so, you know, we never missed a beat. Um, You know, in terms of giving, the church always had more than enough. In fact, we brought in more. Um, here's a kind of a financial testimony, but the city of Avenel was doing like these, these special grants to help businesses and churches in need if you'd lost ink during, you know, COVID. And I was like, oh, free money, you know, this is starting to apply. And then you had to prove that you had a deficit. And I was like pulling the reports. I'm like, 
I can't prove we had a deficit. In fact, we brought in $10,000 more than we usually do, so we didn't qualify. But thank God, right? Thank God. And so, you know, he knew exactly. And then, again, I was looking back at my vision board from 2018, and I was like, oh, I'm preaching online, you know? And so it was just really cool because God will sh he'll show you, right? He'll move you into that ministry that he's called you to do. And, you know, I found this now even just walking out the ministry with our leadership team. Um, last month, we had a really great meeting with our leadership team. And I just felt a, just a little impression in my to talk to them about that verse. Let me see. Did I write this down? Um, nope, I didn't. But in, uh, in Corinthians, it talks about how you can all prophesy one by one right? And I just got that verse in my spirit right before the meeting. And so I told our leadership team, hey guys, you know what? You know how like, you know, Jose kind of prophesies a bit and you see how I will interpret our tongues and prophesy, you know? And I said, you know, you can all do that. Like we could really, we could stand in a circle here and you could all prophesy one by one. And they were like, oh. And so, you know, we did our meeting and we started praying and uh, you know what? Six out of the seven prophesied one by one. And I was like, man, you know, God just wanted me to prompt them just a little bit, just a little prompting. He prompted me, I prompted them. And what do you know? They're all prophesying, right? And so, you know, I just, I just want to stir you up in this area because the Holy Spirit, he wants to be involved in every area of your life. You know, I remember when I was 16, a friend of mine, she said, oh, I've got this great book for you to read. And I was like, okay, sure, you know, I like to read. And it was Benny Hinn's book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. And so I read that and I like that. You know, that the Holy Spirit is just so real. He's a person that we can literally wake up in the morning and say, good morning, Holy Spirit. What do you want to do today? Do I need to know anything about work today? You know, have this real living relationship with him. Yes. Amen. Yes. And so every area of your life, God wants to get involved. And as we just open up, like let him in when we're grocery shopping, when we're prepping the kids for school, when we're in the midst of our job, right? And things are seem a little, you know, chaotic. Let the Holy Spirit in and let him show you what to do because he's got some wisdom for you. Amen. And so we're going to stand and let's kind of listen to Holy Spirit right now. Because he wants to speak to you. You know, remember we started off today saying that there's a visitation for you today, right? There's, if you imagine, if you could picture Jesus walking in the room right now, what would you want to ask him? What would you want to ask Jesus if he was standing before you in the flesh? Because I tell you what, guys, he's here right now. The Spirit of God is here in this place, and he has some answers for you. He's got some things to show you. And so I want, you know, as we just spend a little bit of time just kind of worshiping and just kind of praying in the Spirit and just being with him, you be ready for words from heaven. You be ready for pictures and visions right now. You be ready for those answers, those questions to be answered. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Glory and honor to 
feeling extreme pressure, almost like there's a band around your head, and it was causing confusion. There was a feeling of hopelessness and confusion, and it was like there was a band around your head. And so I just speak to that right now in the name of Jesus, and I command that oppression to be broken, to be broken right in the name of Jesus, that anxiety has to go, that that oppression, that cloud of heaviness that's been surrounding your mind right now, go in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We speak freedom. We speak freedom. Hallelujah. We stir up hope in the name of Jesus. We need to get our hopes up. Yeah, it's okay to get our hopes up because Jesus is our hope. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for freedom. Hallelujah. Mental and emotional freedom in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
it's, it's always accomplishes what it is sent forth to do. He will always speak to you through his the word and with his voice. And his voice is always the word. <laughs> right? So I know the way. I know, I know, I know the way. Your word is a lamp unto my feet. John 14, 3, he's talking to his disciples. He said, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go and, and the way, you know. And, and of course, Thomas gets a bad rap, doubting Thomas, speaks up. He says, Lord, uh, how can we know where you're going? Uh, how can we know the way? And Jesus has said to him, on, Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Hallelujah. Maybe you're in this place tonight, and you're, or you're watching us via the internet, and you haven't come to the way. There's only one way, and that's through Jesus. You can't earn your way to heaven. You can't work your way there, but you can surrender to the way and say, Jesus, I need you. I receive you into my life. And so if you're watching online, we'd love to pray with you right now. Just say, Father, I ask for Jesus. I welcome him in. I turn from all else. And I thank you for Jesus. 
Oh, you guys that are here, I know Pastor Sean has already done some praying. If you need prayer for anything specifically, our word team will be up here at the front. They would love to agree with you and believe with you for anything that you have going on in your life. If you'd like to give today, you can do that at wordchurch.ca forward slash give, or there's a basket at the back. But guys, I want you to end this year of 2021 in peace. Jesus said, my peace I leave with you, not as the world gives. So you've got a few more days. Let God's peace flow into your heart and through you to a world that is in desperate need of peace right now. Go ahead and be what they need. You guys are blessed. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you in 2022.